Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Man, huge weekend in the Detroit sports scene. Huge Sunday. Huge. Exciting and then, of course, yesterday's news probably comes with a mixed reaction as uh, Lions fans that are also Michigan fans are very, very excited about Sunday, but also probably knowing that it was trending that way that they might lose their head coach coming off of a national championship. As we welcome in Angelique Shingalis of the Detroit News, joining us here on the 42-degree hotline. Good morning, Angelique. How are, how, are, how are things right now in Detroit? How are people feeling between Sunday but also yesterday's news? Well, I like to monitor the, the message boards and mm-hmm. listen to the radio shows to get kind of a finger on the pulse of how the fans feel. And, and I, I was reading a lot of, I'm preparing myself for. So I, I think the Michigan fans had the feeling that, you know, it, it, the things with, with the Chargers were progressing pretty quickly. The second interview, and then there was some confusion uh, the other day, whether did he return to Ann Arbor? Some people were reporting that he was yeah. back. So Michigan fans were very... You know, they thought, oh, this is a good sign. He's coming back. But the reality was he was still in Los Angeles, still talking to the Chargers. And at that point, I realized that he's not coming back. And, you know, I I think that leaving on a high like this with a national championship certainly um, kind of smooths the transition a little bit. And and I think nine years, Michigan fans have been grateful for what happened, especially the last three years, and and now understand it's, it's time for him to go try to win a Super Bowl. So, just wondering, is there any significant portion of the fan base you think that's a little bitter about this and, and how they feel about it? I do. I mean, and I, I think a lot of the wrath now is, is really toward the athletic director in the regions and not yeah. doing enough to, to keep Jim Harbaugh in Ann Arbor. And, um, you know, talking to one of the lawyers on his team, you know, that was the sense that, that, you know, they really came, they delivered too late yesterday, really acquiescing to contract demands that Harbaugh had, the immunity clauses. Um, certainly we knew that he would be the highest paid coach in college football, but it was all these other clauses that relate to the two, uh, uh, you know, unresolved NCAA investigations mm-hmm. and where those were headed. And, you know, I think that there was a sense of, well, why couldn't, from the fans, why couldn't you do this sooner? And he wanted to be here, all those kinds of things from, from their, side, their side of things. And, and talking to a recent last night, you know, he said that they felt like in a more recent conversations with Jim that it was pretty clear to them where his heart was. And um, always will be in Ann Arbor, but at the moment it's, it's back in the NFL. It seems like all signs are pointing to Sharon Moore. This makes sense on many different levels. First, I think even if there was a national search that he would be one of the uh, main candidates, but also given trying to retain as much as you can from a good roster and a good coaching staff, is it just a matter of hours that that this becomes official? I believe so, yeah. I mean, I I think that it, it, it was predetermined it would be Sharon Moore. Um, and, and look, I mean, I, I think if this was earlier in the process and Kalen DeBoer was still mm-hmm. out there, I, I 
said it multiple times. He would be my first call. I mean, proven head coach. And, you know, Sharon, Sharon has had 16 hours as, as acting head coach and 4-0 and in, in those games and winning at Penn State and, and winning against Ohio State in the, you know, to clinch the Big Ten East Division. So, you know, he's got a, a track record of sorts. Um, he's young. He's 37. But, but you're right. I think it's, it's a lot about that they, that Jim Harbaugh really kind of appointed Sharon as his heir apparent. Yeah. So, you know, you have his his stamp of approval, although I don't think that matters right now. But, you know, he's identified very good talent. He has a track record of that. And yeah, I think the players really love Sharon. And, and I, I agree, it's, it's about maintaining this culture that's been developed. He's been a big part of it, Sharon has. And, you know, you, keep, you can potentially keep most of the team together. And a lot of the staff. I mean, it's. I'm going to be interested to see, you know, I think the assumption is Minter will go with, with Harbaugh, obviously Jay Harbaugh, and potentially Ben Herbert, which would be a big loss for Michigan. But, um, but generally speaking, I think with Sharon, you keep most of the staff. And Nick and I were talking about this earlier this morning. Is there any concern that, that keeping the staff draws the ire of the NCAA maybe in a, in a further way based on what we saw with the advanced scouting scandal earlier in the season? Well, that's a really good question. And and if you could tell me what the NCAA thinks on a daily basis, I'd love to know. <laughs> yeah, I can't do that. No one ever really knows. <laughs> and, you know, Sharon did serve a, a one-game yep. suspension at the start of the 2023 season. He had a negotiated resolution for the first investigation, the impermissible uh, recruiting visits. So he did, he did have that one-game suspension. I, I, I don't think, I think, you know, in the end, it's going to be really interesting to see where, where this goes with the, the sign stealing, the illegal scouting, the Connor Stallions investigation. Um, you know, the NCAA president came out, uh, what was it, after the, shortly after the NCAA, the, uh, NCAA, the national championship, pardon me, and, and said Michigan won fair and square. I don't think that's yeah. tipping his hand to where the, the investigation's going. But, you know, I do think when you look at this, it was probably, um, at least talking to people that that sign stealing, at least in this situation, was probably more um, utilized by the by the defensive side. Um, not saying Sharon Moore didn't have anything to do with it. I don't know, but um, it does seem like it was more focused on the on the defensive side, and and Stallions was in the linebackers' room. So, and there has been one casualty in that sense that Chris Partridge was fired. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think that there's going to be any lingering effect uh, on Sharon and, and the rest of the staff because of this. We're talking with Angelique Shingalis of the Detroit News here on 1620 The Zone. I, so I said this, and you're right when it comes to the NCAA. You never know. I, I mentioned this maybe 10 years ago that if you have a similar situation that the NCAA doesn't care that Jim Harbaugh is no longer on the staff, that they will punish the institution and they will do that the way that they see fit. I feel like if there's something we've learned from the NCAA when it comes to punishment, if a lot of the the rogue actors are no longer with the program, that they will look to not punish the group that's left over. They will you know, look to do it some other way. And I, I feel like the Big Ten also did the NCAA a favor by having their suspension of Jim Harbaugh, where I don't know, I just, Angelique, I feel like, when it all comes down to it, it might be a lot of strong words and, and kind of, you know, the, the reprimand type approach. That's just kind of how I feel. I might be way off on this. No, I think you're right. And, and I think that the NCAA has gone away from 
postseason bans and those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And I know there was all the, you know, the, oh, they're going to vacate wins. Well, I mean, I, you know, I don't know that I have a great handle on the, on the NCAA handbook, but what I've read through it, vacating wins is usually linked to um, an ineligible player having participated in the season. And, mm -hmm. and that's not the case here. Um, I do think the NCAA is not going to stop. You know, I think that they're going to continue the investigation. But I do think the three-game suspension that was school-imposed for Harbaugh, the first three games for the first investigation, yeah, yeah, right. uh, you know, I think that was sort of an act of goodwill, you know, the Michigan saying, we're cooperating, mm -hmm. and please lessen the punishment going forward. I still think that, that they would come down with a level one, and, and he would have been suspended probably three, four more games this season. Um, I, you know, I, I suspect that there will be some kind of recruiting um, you know, limitations, yeah. maybe something like that. But yeah, you're right. I mean, the 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 people that they've probably identified are gone now, and and they have the NCA has gone away from trying to punish the returning players. And you know, good on them. I think that's always been unfair, yeah. but um, but they have to have some kind of punishment. All right, Angelique, let's flip over to the team from Michigan that still has a game to play, the Detroit Lions. Uh, <laughs> they've obviously drawn the number one seed, San Francisco, the team that everyone has been pumped about for the entire season. How do you see Detroit handling all those offensive weapons for San Francisco? Well, that that is tough. I mean, defense has been up and down for, uh, I was going to say Michigan for the Lions. <laughs> and, you know, Aiden Hutchinson's had, had quite a – quite a last few yeah. games and I think he's going to be absolutely key and and I think that they like playing on the road I, I think that they also based on the interaction between Jared Goff and and our columnist Bob Winowski the other day when he was saying you know basically you don't have the stars they have all the stars and how do you approach that I think they love that I think the Lions love that and and that doesn't necessarily win games but it, it certainly gives them the motivation, and and I think that's what a lot of this this team's performance has been based on the way that Dan Campbell motivates this team, and and I think he's going to have something for for the 49ers. I I don't know that I see them coming out of that game with a win and going to the Super Bowl. It would be amazing for this city. I mean, I can't even I can't even imagine what it would be like here. But um, but no, I I think that that the defense it'll they'll have to play their best game. There's no doubt and. Um, and, you know, they have Brian Greasy coaching uh, Purdy on the other sidelines, right. another Michigan connection there. Yeah. So um, it's going to be really interesting, but it's been fun. It's been really fun to see the city's reaction to this. It's a long time coming, obviously. And that's why I wanted to ask you. I mean, you've you've covered Michigan for uh, some time now, and you know, you're you're obviously you have a pretty good pulse of the sports scene in and around Detroit. Has there been a more enjoyable two months? of covering both Michigan football and then looking at what the pro team is doing in Detroit. I mean, I can't imagine that it's been more enjoyable from a coverage standpoint. Oh, it's been crazy. I mean, we've really, uh, at the Detroit News, I mean, we really stepped it up uh, when Michigan went to, to Houston for the national championship. We sent more reporters and, you know, we covered all the bases and, you know, and, and you're seeing the same thing with our coverage of the Detroit Lions, and it's and fans want it, and and especially yeah. the state's divided here. Obviously, college Michigan, Michigan State, so not all the Michigan State fans were as excited <laughs> about Michigan's run, but the Lions unify the whole state, and you know that that makes it preeminent in terms of our coverage, and 
you know, we do a, a really good job with all the bases again uh, in that respect. And, and, you know, just all the other stories, the fan stories, the ticket stories. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, you know, I, I think back to when the Red Wings had their great runs, the Stanley Cup mm-hmm. teams and the, you know, right after Michigan won the AP national title in 97, I mean, they had the, the Red Wings and it was that kind of vibe, but bigger because the Lions, because, you know, NFL is, yeah. is the NFL and, so I'm reminded of of the, those and and the Pistons, obviously, you know, winning mm-hmm. when the winning the NBA championship. So it's just those those experiences, but just times ten because football rules. Yeah. <laughs> Name a better reclamation project than Jared Goff. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of one. Every time I see him, I'm like, God, his arms are skinnier than mine. <laughs> How is he doing what he's doing? <laughs> you know, it's just he's phenomenal, and I I love the fact that you know, he's had so many doubters, and yeah. and who doesn't love that? Story? I was one of them. You know, yeah. I mean, I think everybody. I I've been one watching games going, Oh my God, it's time for a new quarterback. <laughs> and um, I at the combine last year, I saw Dan Campbell. I'd never met him since I don't go down the Lions. Uh, because I'm busy with Michigan and introduced myself and my goodness, he couldn't have been, have been nicer. And, and I think that that's really, I think that's something that's made him very, very enjoyable to be around in Detroit and people love that about him. So, I mean, that doesn't mean again, you win games, but it makes, it makes your team believe in you a little bit more and, and guys like Jared Goff perform better for guys like that. Uh, I do want to kind of circle back to Sharon Moore in Michigan and when you kind of look at the the wide open Big Ten now, no divisions, everything mm-hmm. is different. You welcome in new teams from the Pac-12 as well, and we know how competitive this is going to be. Look, it's no secret Michigan loses some players from that national championship team. I mean, is what do you think the realistic – I mean, you're coming off a national championship if you're Michigan, but you're going to have a new coach. You're going into this new Big Ten – is there an expectation level that it doesn't matter, you need to fix it, you need to maintain this, or do you think that there is sort of a, a grace period, if you will, when it comes to this transition? Well, I don't think Michigan fans want to believe that there is a grace period, but there has to be. I mean, if it's any any new head coach, you'd have to give them that that period to get acclimated, and I guess that's part of the reason why you go with a Sherelle Moore, because he's been here He's, he's going to have to learn the ropes of being a head coach. There's no doubt about it. I mean, this is different than the four games when he was acting head coach because Jim Harbaugh was there all week. I mean, right. he was doing all the head coaching duties. So, Sharon Moore, I think, is very capable of, of, of accomplishing this. I, but I do think people have to give him time to to understand the role. And and I don't think it's as easy as, as everybody thinks. And, um, but yeah, I mean, you look at that schedule, it's brutal mm-hmm. and, and they do lose a lot on offense. I mean, you know, JJ McCarthy, Blake Corum, Roman Wilson, you know, they, and they do have some holes at receiver like they did last season. They were able, able to compensate for that. I mean, they had Cornelius Johnson and Roman Wilson, but they also have a you know, good tight end and Colston Loveland. So they're going to have to find ways to get that offense going. The defense will be very good. And I think defense will keep them in, in games. But, uh, you know, I think you're looking probably at, at a three-loss season. I, I mean, I haven't really gone over the schedule carefully, but um, looking at some of those games, I, I mean, it's it's going to be really tough. And and I, I, I don't think, you know, going 9-3 and three would be uh, any fault of Sherman Moore's. I just think it's, it's you know, the cupboard's going to be a little bit bare on offense. You lose your offensive line, too, and he coaches the offensive line. 
So that's going to be vital to get that in place and, 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 you know, figure out who your quarterback's going to be. Do you go to the portal in the spring? You know, I, I think that's something they have to explore uh, because they, they've lost a lot on offense. But, yeah. I, but I do think defense will be good. You know, I, I'm assuming Jesse Minner is going to be going with Harbaugh. So it'll be yeah. also interesting to see, do they, you know, do they try to keep that, that uh, Ravens DNA going mm-hmm. at, at uh, defensive coordinator? Does John Harbaugh have any tips? I, I don't know, but they've got to maintain on defense to, to, you know, to stay in games, I think, this season. Last one here for you, Angelique. I, we and sort of everyone around the country's sort of talking about Schroen more like it's it's basically a foregone conclusion at this point. But and maybe there's not. Do you think there's a name out there that could make Ward Manuel change his mind? I don't. I, I really don't. I you know I, I think people threw out Brian Kelly's name started surfacing, and I'm just like, well, I don't. That kind of came out of left field. I yeah. you know I, I think you you look at Matt Campbell was always the hot name mm-hmm. here you know, before Harbaugh took the job, and and even when he was flirting with the NFL, you know, 2022. Um, or 2020, you could even go back to that when when a lot of fans wanted Jim Harbaugh fired after yep. the two and four season. Um, uh, you know, I think you you look at a couple guys like that and, and Kansas's coach, and you know, I, I but I think it's I, I think it's already a foregone conclusion that it's it's Sharon Moore. And and again, I mean, if this had been a few weeks earlier, I, I think Kalen DeBoer would absolutely have come to Michigan. He's he's had the Midwest ties, has them, and um, I think it would have been a no brainer. Um, that he would have been the first call, but um, but I think they feel good about about this direction, and and he will be. Sheryl Moore would be the the, the first uh, black head coach at Michigan, so um, you know it's, it's going to be interesting days here for sure. Angelique Shingal is covering it all for the Detroit News. Really appreciate you coming on. Have a great weekend and. Uh... Man, enjoy and Sunday. Go enjoy Sunday. Yeah, we're, we're we're I think there's a lot of people kind of pulling for the Lions right now. I think so. I mean, they, they represent uh, just you know the classic blue collar and yeah. playing as a team, which is a lot of what Michigan was this season. So yeah. very similar in that respect. I appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Thanks you too, Angelique Shingalis, the Detroit News. Great stuff from her. And can you imagine what it must be like to like I. I if Michigan and Detroit won a national right. championship in a Super Bowl in the same year, man, and she's right too because I mean there were there were the years that you know the, the Red Wings were just absolutely like on a roll, and then you had the the shared national championship in '97, but also coinciding with the the Wings winning a cup, like that's got to be a pretty cool scene, especially the way that Detroit gets behind the Red Wings too. But she's right; I mean, f- football's king, so you get the Lions. Even the, I can only imagine Detroit in a Super Bowl. It like the day of that, like leading up to that, like what that place must be like. But this weekend has got to be a scene. I mean, there's that nervous energy. There's probably already that built in. Yeah, I'm not expecting them to to win it all. But this has been a lot of fun. But then you get to Sunday, and you're like, okay, now I really do want this to happen. <laughs> so then you kind of change. Are they having a watch uh, that party a at Ford Field? Do you know? I don't know. I don't know. But that, that is what a time to be. If you're both a Michigan and Detroit line fan, there's and, a lot of them. And she brought up Aiden Hutchinson, man. You know, his team wins the national championship. He wasn't on that team, obviously, but a lot of those guys that he knows and then has a chance to to play for a Lombardi trophy like this is what a, what a time, what a time. Uh, yeah, it does sound like Sharon Moore is, is going to be the guy that could be uh, announced as early as today. And, and John, it makes sense. I, I feel, and I, maybe this was a question I should have asked. If this was a opening that took place in more of the normal like postseason, 
is that search going to still land on Sharon Moore as the head coach? Or, as she mentioned some names there, Kalen DeBoer, um, before he gets scooped up by Alabama. Uh, and she's right, Matt Campbell, I remember that many times. Yep. 2020, in fact, I remember, well, it looked like Jim Harbaugh was all but, but toast. And then Matt Campbell was a big name there, too. That's the, the, the only Lance curious Leipold part. And Chris Kleiman get brought up every time oh, a coach yeah. gets fired. That's my only curiosity with this. I think Sharon Moore makes a lot of sense in the short term, especially given that you'll have the 30-day window for Michigan yeah. to go to the transfer portal. And those guys, the, the one biggest way to keep that roster intact as much as you can without taking major hits is by having the continuity on the coaching staff. But as far as this new Big Ten and everything opening up and given what they've already lost offensively, is this going to be ultimately the right hire? Is this going to turn out three years from now to look back and say, boy, timing was everything and Michigan unfortunately kind of had a, a gun to their head because they couldn't afford to lose their roster so they had to go with Sharon Moore, but boy, it hasn't worked out. Or will we say, man, talk about having the guy already in place and, and it worked out extremely yeah. well. I, I, I don't know how this is going to go because she's right. He's got head coaching experience, but that is on barely any. game day. Right. So his head coaching experience amounts to being the head coach in name only. Mm -hmm. You know, Jim Harbaugh's still doing all the prep. It's his staff. He's the one directing traffic. And now you have this the point that she made about him being, you know, really untested. And you don't really know which direction you don't typically this is see a, go. a guy taking a job at Michigan that is untested. No, he's never That's been a head coach before. Yeah. Again, it makes sense, and I think this is the direction they have to go. But timing is everything. So, I mean, the big question is how good a head coach is Sharon Moore, and we're going to find out in relatively short order mm -hmm. because with, with a big ten that is he's going to be much more demanding directly into the fire yep. immediately and. You know, it's it's sink or swim because look, coming off a national title, that fan base is going to be very quick. If that if it looks like it's going south, there's going to be no grace period. Like, yeah, she Angelique was saying that she thinks that there needs to be one. I don't think there will be. There there absolutely is going to be a quick reaction if the team is not playing well. They are going to be calling for a new coach immediately and it doesn't help that ohio state has done just about everything you need to do in the offseason to say yeah we maybe have the best team in the big 10 except kyle mccord but you think they should have kept kyle mccord i don't think they should have got will howard no oh, well they've also got now not one but two five-star freshmen insane and air nolan so i get it man but you didn't bring Will Howard in to be a backup. Yeah. And I don't think he's an upgrade. Choice. I've, I've said it too um, many times now. I don't think he's an upgrade. They're pretty pretty dynamic in a lot of other areas around him, so even Will Howard might uh, really have have a good time in, in that playground. But uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, when we return, uh, we're still going to be talking to Brian Edwards before we get out of here, get his uh, weekend's best plays. But a couple thoughts on college hoops this weekend that we'll get into here on 1620 The Zone.